0: Well, what is up, all of you Ugnots and Jawas out there, and welcome back to another episode of Mando Talk. I'm your boy, Caleb Keller. Joined alongside me is your second boy, Zach Horvath. What is up, brother?
1: What up, man? Happy to be back. Talk some Bad Batch. I've been dying to talk to you. We ain't talked all day. I Uh, I know. We dropped.
0: i don't even even know your thoughts on it yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah we we dropped our mini talk we like to do that you know not really talk to each other so we can keep it fresh on here and react yeah genuinely right so uh, yeah i'm just happy to talk about it and we got some good news to talk about too i want to throw that out there
0: we do we have a lot of off the top hot topics like really great topics to discuss uh, as always, before we get there, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Talk. Discord link is in the description. I wanted to hit those real quick. Got them out of the way. Let's just dive into it. You know what? It's been a, for me, it's felt like such a long week. That, the, the first two episodes of The Bad Batch, just back to back, made it feel like this past week, waiting a full seven days to get new content was so brutal. So, like you said, I'm, I'm excited to discuss Star Wars news with you. But eventually we'll get to that Bad Batch episode, so I can't wait to get there. So off the top topics, Ewan McGregor, baby, he is talking, and we love it when Ewan McGregor (laughs) talks. He's teasing some Obi-Wan Kenobi details. He was on Jimmy Kimmel Live, and he he hinted some things. And first of all, behind him were some fresh prequel posters. He claims that he was on the set of Obi-Wan Kenobi, so maybe that's, I don't know, some side room or something. Uh, but regardless, it's exciting that if he was to take that camera and just walk into the other room, we could have seen—I don't know—maybe Hayden
1: Christensen,
0: somebody <laughs> doing their thing. Yeah, he's it behind
1: was. the camera, like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's exciting to see. Now, here is the the details, the teases. Hugh McGregor direct quotes here. He said the costume is slightly different than what you might expect. Of you wanna add you wanna say anything to that, like before I say to the next thing. I mean, honestly interesting. I he mean he made it he made it kind of a, a joke where he talked about, you know, the pre the pre-prequels costumes are probably now in style, so it might look kind of crazy compared to what we think. I've always just viewed it as he's probably gonna look similar to how he looks in A New Hope, uh, just to set up that transition, but maybe not. Maybe it's gonna be something completely different. Uh but then he continues, this is the big he said that he filmed a quote-unquote very special scene on may the 4th with someone very special in my life he said he hasn't acted with them before and isn't related to them quote-unquote necessarily what does all of this mean zach what <laughs> what do you, i don't know we're, we're gonna dive into it we're gonna try to find something here what do yeah. you think
1: i think it is Star Wars telling him to hype it up. <laughs> oh, fair. He's given us information that we can't do anything with. <laughs> I think the right. costume, sure, that sounds interesting, that it's, um, you know, slightly different. Uh, cool. Um, and then the very special scene. What does it mean? I don't know. I, I wish yeah. I could give you an answer. Like, I, I just, I don't know. I think i really think it means um we are going to see someone we don't expect Mm -hmm. um i think that i i I do think he's telling the truth in the sense of like this is someone special does that mean that he looks up to them as an actor does that mean he's actually a friend um someone he looks up to as an actor like i mean but yeah, the, the whole no related telling. to them necessarily. I, 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 I don't know, man. What I do don't think? know what that
0: means. I, I know the big fan theory or speculation was his girlfriend, uh, and I believe his girlfriend is an actress. But, and I might be wrong on this, I, I'm pretty sure his girlfriend was in, I don't remember her name, but I know I, I researched this a few days ago when this news came out. I believe she was in Birds of Prey, but correct me if I'm wrong. Ewan McGregor is in Birds of Prey, is he not?
1: Yep, yep. So he I is. feel
0: like that debunks that theory. I mean, unless they weren't in a scene together, that's entirely possible. But I have not seen Birds of Prey personally, so I know that was a very famous theory. That it, if it's someone special in his life, it would make sense that it's his girlfriend.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm looking. Uh, it so up I know right
0: that's now. very. I don't, I don't. It makes sense to just make that assumption. However, I don't really have like. I, I don't think it's her based off of that birds of prey thing however i don't have like a theory i don't have any idea uh like you said i do like the idea of it being maybe just a special talent that he's never worked with before and like you said looks up to him or her and maybe that's just it i guess i know and, and another thing too people were saying it's a young kid playing luke skywalker uh so who knows who knows? Mm,
1: yeah, I, I don't know, man. I that's why I said it was perfectly placed by Ewan to to give us a thread, but nothing to pull on. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it, it was, it was very well done. Yeah,
0: like you said, it's like Star Wars said: say something to make fans go crazy that reveals
1: nothing, and he it, did. It. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I mean. It was beautiful, and I, to be honest, I'm just happy to see them promoting it and talking about mm. it. Like I want to I see more and more of that, right? So, um, they they have a huge thing in their arsenal with Kenobi, and I think they should keep flexing. Yeah.
0: Look, next time he goes on Jimmy Kimmel Live or wherever, bring a poster with you, even yeah. something. I want something. I
1: want to see Hayden Christensen on Jimmy Dude. Kimmel or like Jimmy Fallon or someone you know
0: wrong man and that's gonna be exciting whenever they're starting to do their whole pumping up the The press yeah the press uh release and everything like that for kenobi it's gonna be exciting to see hayden finally out and about again Mm -hmm. i I feel like the prequels probably pushed him away a little bit from acting i mean you can't blame him i'm sure he got
1: a lot of heat
0: unnecessarily yeah it is what it is
1: yeah all right i'm I'm excited i'm excited about um I'm really excited about seeing Hayden out there and people loving him because we saw yeah. him at, at Celebration maybe a couple of years ago, I guess now. Correct. Yeah. Um, And, and people, people were they loved it. They were loving it. And I want that energy going into Kenobi. I don't want pulling up prequel crap or pulling up the sand stuff. <laughs> I want I want to see hype levels for Kenobi and let's go on with our life. Yeah, that's what I want yeah. to see.
0: Agreed. Agreed. All right. Listeners, let us know what you think. Jump down in the YouTube comments. If you're on YouTube, hop over to discord. If you're watching or listening to us on podcast, let us know what you think of Ewan McGregor and all those little golden nuggets that he keeps (laughs) dropping us. All right. Next up on the off the top list, Star Wars celebration. It is in Anaheim in the year of 2022, and they have moved this thing up a couple months to May 26th through 29th. Now, first of all, I promise one day Mando Talk has got to make an appearance at a Star Wars celebration. I have personally never been, but it has got to be like tip top bucket list for me. It's going to happen at some point. It would be great to somehow have Mando Talk represented there some way. I don't even know if that's a thing, if a lot of podcasts have tables or whatever. Those of you that have been to celebration, let us know. Is that something that Mando Talk should look into? Should we drop all the money to go and have a bunch of fun and meet some of you guys? It'd be great to hear from you. Uh, but what I wanted to do with this is speculate, as we always do. The year is 2022. What are they going to be hyping up at this celebration at this moment? We know we have tons of options, TV, live action TV, Kenobi, andor. Mando 3 or 4 we don't really know because Mando 3 might come out before then we still don't know that release Uh, Ahsoka, Rangers, Acolyte and Lando so much a ton of television we've talked about it before then you got animation you got a droid story and potentially I keep hearing talk about Bad Batch season two that seems likely with where I keep seeing or where we keep seeing this story unfold in the three episodes that we've seen so far. Uh, and then movies, Rogue Squadron, Taika Waiti, Kevin Feige, just to name a few. So, Zach, of that list, of that list, what do you think or what do you expect them to be hyping up or maybe hyping up just the most? Because I'm sure there's going to be nuggets about all of it somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's going to be their main focus, their main draw to the audience, to the fans?
1: Um, You know, I'm- I saw it in the show notes for the show. We were, we were just talking and ah, it's so tough, but I I lean towards, I lean towards rogue squadron Mm -hmm. and I lean on the movie front. And then I lean towards Ahsoka on the TV show front.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: The reason I lean towards Ahsoka is because Rangers with the whole Cara Dune stuff, Mm -hmm. they're not, they're going to talk about it. They're going to hype it up. Um, but I just don't see them that being a major push for them. Acolyte, yeah. I hope that's the one that they push. But yeah, again, we know. We know. <laughs> again, I don't think that's what they'll like put at the forefront. And then with Mando, Mando or Andor, they're number two for me. So it's mm-hmm. like Ahsoka here, and then those are real close because, right? Uh, like you said with Mando season three, it's kind of you know we don't know, um, but. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't overlook the animated stuff. Mm-hmm. They may drop something, you know, on on celebration. What my hope is is we it's a year from now, so I am praying that Star Wars Celebration will be what May the Fourth should have been this year. That's what I'll say. I, I think
0: I'm going to go out on a limb here and say you will get your um, Star Wars goodies on that day for sure or on those days yeah i mean let's it's a four-day event so they have enough time here to cover all of this stuff if they really wanted to but you know how it is sometimes they only want to give you so much to just stretch it out to make the excitement just continue continue you don't want to show too much too early so i mean i get that but i agree with you rogue squadron is going to be the big one movie wise I don't even know if they'll necessarily talk or show anything for Taika Waititi and Feige unless it's just an update. Like, oh, yeah. they are fixing to go in production and that's about it. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say, I don't know because I still don't know when Mando 3 is coming because I am personally starting to think that Andor is coming before Mando 3. So I'm starting to see a potential or a possibility of Mando 3 coming out in the fall, winter months of 2022 like we had wanted we talked about a few weeks ago. So it might be possible where they're dropping a trailer for Mando three. But I will say this, like you said, with Rangers, I think that's the most least likely to be talked about. And I also want to say, well, now that I'm looking at it, Lando, I definitely, I feel like that's just a project that they're working on, but they're probably a ways away from. So I don't think that one's going to be talked about a a bunch, but I think this acolyte show, and I know you want to see more about that. But I think they're really focusing in on this, establishing this Mando-verse like we keep talking about. I agree. Uh, and focusing on Kenobi and Andor. That I feel like Acolyte is still a few years away, so I'm not sure about that one either. That is unfortunate, though, because I know that's the one for for you. It might be number one. For me, it's right behind Kenobi. It's one of the ones that I feel like a lot of fans are most excited for. But unfortunately, I think we're going to have to wait until the following celebration, maybe in 2023. Who knows?
1: I mean, I I agree that I think Acolyte, not because it shouldn't be at the forefront, but I think it's just business smarts to be focusing on your main players being Mando, being Kenobi, um, you know, in the Andor and this whole what we know is announced and what they're working on i think it's a good focus point so yeah. it would make sense that they would keep that i do think we will see agree I, or i agree that we'll see things from all of these probably mm-hmm. um i want to i want to throw something out there i think we might get a little bit more information than you think for the taika Waititi film Ooh, okay I've got, I've just got this, no reason for this. I've got this feeling that we're going to get something, whether it be storyboard or like, Mm -hmm. like, you know, they get, they show like the costuming and stuff to get an idea of the film. And I love that stuff because it lets us see what they're thinking without giving us anything. Um, So I kind of hope we see that Um, for the Feige film. I just don't know. I don't know if we'll see anything, maybe a release date Or time, but I don't even think we'll see that if I'm being honest.
0: Um, To be honest, it's probably, I don't know. I'm starting to think and think back to other celebrations. And this celebration, let's be fair too, though, this celebration is going to be different from any other Star Wars celebration we've seen before. Previous celebrations, we've had Mando and whatever new film they're coming out with, and maybe an animation project. So they've only had three really things to hype up each celebration, but this is a long list. And I think they might handle it this way. Maybe on the big day of Thursday, they'll do the, typically it's the movie, but I don't know. I think TV's the game right now. So I think Thursday is going to be maybe just the big television Disney Plus panel where they give an update and trailer so. drop of whatever they have ready. Uh, and they discuss, they give updates on the rest of it. Uh, then I think Friday will be maybe the movie panel. Saturday will be the animation panel. And then Sunday is usually more so just your thanks for coming. This event was awesome kind of thing. So I could see it going that route where they focus just on each of those categories. uh, Give trailers of the trailers that they got or that are coming soon. And just give, like you said, storyboards, uh, concept art, just an an announcement on all of those other ones that they're not quite there yet.
1: When's Kenobi coming out? Who knows? <laughs> okay. I didn't know if we knew, and I just didn't know. Um, no, no.
0: We, we are unsure other than the only thing I know is Kenobi and Andor are shooting. Uh, so that's why I keep thinking these th- those two are coming before Mando, in my opinion. I, but I might be wrong. I
1: might be wrong. I think that they're going to – I really think they're going to push Kenobi. You know, like, hey, we've got this baby filmed. Let's get her out there.
0: I but do get but a it sense may that be they they want Kenobi to be the most perfect thing they've ever made.
1: Well, I think it may be you know maybe I jumped the gun. Maybe I should reverse that and say push andor get it out there. Then mm-hmm. Kenobi be the the Star Wars celebration kind of tentpole. You know what it I'm de- saying? It deserves it. It deserves the oh, I mean thing. one hundred <laughs> percent. I I agree with you. Um. I just think that I'm just thinking about if they're filming now, it's gonna take them, you know, two or three months probably to film it mm-hmm. and then two or three months to um uh, cut it and mix it and everything. So that would put us at what like December, which mm-hmm. is Book of Boba Fett. Right. So I don't see them dropping it then. So you have this weird dead space of between Book of Boba Fett and star wars celebration of what do you drop right mm-hmm. and if, if mando 3 isn't even filming is it filming
0: come no, on I've seen, keller I've give seen, me some facts man i've seen mixed things man i've seen some people yeah. like
1: start to see evidence that it, it's close to shooting who knows who knows i just don't know man what I, I wish they'd just tell us come on give me something we need an update we
0: need an update. Us something we need something well before May 26th of 2022. Uh, yeah,
1: I'd say freaking so, dude. Like, I'm sick, I'm just sick and tired of not knowing. Like, yeah. I want to know. You don't even gotta tell us a date. Don't don't give us a date. Just give us like oh. spring 2022. Okay. Kenobi. That's fair. That's all I need. And then you could make it the last day of spring, but I'm just I'd be happy to know that, you know. Okay. Or or give us a timeline, you know? Just okay, say that's hey. Fair. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting on a soapbox on a Bad Batch episode. but No, you're good. It's just, I want more, man. I just want more. I'm greedy. Yeah. I mean, we
0: all want more. All Star Wars fans <laughs> want more. We want all of these things right now. And yeah. then you should have this much stuff ready for us next month.
1: Yeah, what Let's the heck? heck? Come on. <laughs> no, yeah, For real, sorry. though,
0: guys, let us know what you think. Again, on, on first of all, are you going to Star Wars Celebration? Those of you listening, let us know. And should we come to Star Wars Celebration? Maybe not in 2022, but eventually. Eventually, I think, uh, again, bucket list item. You will. I'm going at some point. We will. It's got to happen. It's got to happen. All right, next up, Kevin Feige, man. As we were talking about Kevin Feige, I don't know why this is out there again. Variety, for some reason, has put out this uh, report or or I guess just article, really, about him having no interest in leading Lucasfilm following his produced Star Wars film. We've talked about this. We even talked about, I feel like this report is what came out a month ago um so i'm just going to quickly just say this let's just remind our listeners where we stand on mm-hmm. kevin feige and him taking over lucasfilm i think a month ago we came to this conclusion that we love what he's doing with marvel so much that we don't know if we necessarily want him to leave that but anytime he wants to come and get his feet wet in star wars feel free i mean that's where i land what, yeah i mean you, that are you still that sums it
1: up that sums it up for me stay at marvel Don't mess that up, please. And I just don't think Feige sees it as a necessity to do Mm -hmm. this at this point. He's working years ahead of what we know, right? This dude has got years planned of of MCU stuff. And I just think that, especially since he's risen to the ranks of president of Marvel Studios or whatever Mm -hmm. he is now, I just don't see him moving over to Lucasfilm. I I think it's gonna be a uh, an internal Lucasfilm person, whether that be Favreau or No, so. I probably wouldn't even be Favro. I think it would be Feloni if I'm being honest.
0: Oh, um, okay, okay. Um,
1: just because I, I don't think Favreau would uh, um, I don't know I, I feel like he's more of a a storyteller than a okay. a boss.
0: Okay. see I'm, I, I'm the opposite. I think really. I could see Filoni more so being, Filoni's just the guy of, yeah, I just want to tell the best. Maybe you're, right. Story. Maybe you're
1: right. Maybe you're right. Maybe Favro.
0: <laughs> I could see Favro. Sorry, that was a horrible Filoni person. <laughs> yeah, don't listen, um, Filoni. <laughs> I could see uh, Favro being more so like, I trust you, Filoni. Here's the resources you need. Uh, here's the overarching plan. I know mm. me and you see eye to eye. I can handle more of this business stuff. I got you there, Filoni. You dive into the canon content. I know that's your thing. I trust you to kind of direct the ship, if you will. But I will be the overarching, making sure things happen kind of guy.
1: I just don't see or Favreau uh, kind of pigeonholing himself into being that role. I see. So you're saying like him venturing out. Like he wants out, to outside. go make Jungle Book and all these okay. other, like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like where I feel like feloni this is what he does okay and no, Favreau does other stuff now our, our, and you might be right you may be very right in the sense of Filoni being that guy who, who just like makes it really mm-hmm. but um I think with him directing more writing more doing all these other ancillary roles on Star Wars other than just being the writer you know mm-hmm. or the creator um I'm I've, I was very impressed with what he did in season two um, and I'm very impressed with what he's doing with that Batch. So he, if he can keep learning, um, potentially, but going back yeah. to what I was saying, I think it would be someone internally to Lucasfilm to take yeah. up Kathleen. Right, agree. And I, I agree with that 100%. I um, think Feige's going to be be where he is for a, for a while.
0: I guess what you're, and I agree, I, I do think Favreau is a creative guy where he wants to step outside of Star Wars occasionally, even if he wanted to dedicate to Star Wars. So maybe they could slip that in the contract. Like, yeah, you can. Do, I don't know. I just want to see Favreau fully involved with Lucasfilm. Eventually, uh, I'm not one of those just like get rid of cafe. Like I don't I don't I can't really get behind that too much. I know I've shared that before, uh, but I do think it would be natural that eventually maybe Favreau or Filoni. I, I wouldn't care either or uh, to kind of take over that role.
1: Yeah, I don't think I've ever brought it up here about my thoughts on Kathleen Kennedy. I don't know. Maybe I have, but I'll say him again. She's done some good stuff. Mm -hmm. You gotta give props, okay? Is it her fault that there was no freaking captain of the ship for the sequels 1,000%? Yes. (laughs) 1,000%. However, she's still making the call on Filoni stuff. You know what I mean? Like, and Mando, and Disney Plus, and Kenobi. And she's the one, like, if you really want to call a spade a spade she's the yes or no person at the end of the day correct um so you got to give her some props on that i I just i hate i hate the um the polar you got to be this or that like right you just got to call it the facts the facts has she's done some stuff wrong sure nobody's Mm -hmm. perfect anyways has she knocked some stuff out of the freaking park yes so Gotta give her some props.
0: I keep coming back to this. Like, regardless of how you feel about the movies, five movies, five billion dollars. You as a company, do the math real quick. I'm about to say. You (laughs) ain't getting rid of that person.
1: (laughs) She's walking to the bank with her check and her freaking bag of money. Like, I don't care what y'all think. (laughs) I'm about to go cash this million dollar check on you. You know, it it really is. At the end of the day, that's the situation. Is Kathleen Kennedy's like, y'all can say whatever you want. I'm going to keep uh, cranking out the dollars because that's what they're doing. Yeah.
0: Now, I mean, first of all, The Force Awakens, you were going to get a bunch of money on that just it being Star Wars. So, I mean, I don't know. Star Wars is going to get the money regardless. So, I mean, say what you will, but still $5 billion for five movies is $5 billion for five movies.
1: That's right. Yeah. And I agree. It, it being Star Wars, people are going to show up. People yeah. are going to show up. Um, but. I think Force Awakens is still just fire. I watched it the Phenomenal. other day. It's such a good movie. Incredible. And sure, you can you can p- pick it apart with oh it's just nostalgia whatever it it was so well done and the execution of it the trailer that dropped like a year before or whatever with Finn which was just like oh my god and then the next then we trailer. got the freaking Chewie I'm home Chewie we're home oh my god dude yeah that's what i'm saying like that was all under her don't forget right yeah listen Um,
0: the force awakens was it might not be your favorite now but the force awakens in 2015 was the star wars movie that we needed maybe not necessarily the best but it was the one that
1: the fan base needed percent like what anyway touche touche (laughs) because you're right let us know what you
0: think <laughs> about Kevin Feige. Somehow we went from Feige to the Force Awakens, <laughs> which is fun. That's what we do here. We have so much fun talking yeah. Star Wars. Let us know what you think. Jump down the YouTube comments. You know what to do. Okay, last thing off the top. I don't know how I feel about this. I can't wait to hear what you got to say. According to, listen to this, according to giant freaking robot. That's a source now. Giant freaking robot. Daisy Ridley is in talks for a return to the Star Wars franchise. Now, there is one important quote that I wanted to pull from this original uh, report from, again, giant freaking robot. We were not able to discern just what that project would be. We have to wonder if bringing back Daisy Ridley would involve another feature film or if this would be in relation to a streaming series on Disney+. Plus. I know I typically do this in the past. I look at the report and I say, okay, is that fact or fan fiction? Is this just one of those things where anyone could report it? And it might be one of those things where you throw a dart one day and it sticks and it lands and it might be perfect. I think this is one of those situations. Obviously at some point, maybe it's not obvious, but in my opinion, maybe Daisy Ridley's going to come back when all of these kids are grown adults like we are now and they love the sequels and they're talking about daisy really needing to come back into the star wars franchise there's this thing that zach loves and he might have gone down this route whenever he's fixing to give his uh opinion on this there's a thing called disney plus where there are so many possibilities you could even connect it to i don't know maybe the Mandalorian, maybe she somehow gets involved at the very end of it with her new Jedi Order, if you really want to go there. I mean, it's, it's just like things like that, that you could easily incorporate her into the story, just one little scene, and that is, quote-unquote, talks for a return to the Star Wars franchise. It doesn't have to be this huge moment, but it's just this continuity connection piece. We know Rey Skywalker's out there. You might as well put her in a scene and then that report would be correct. I just feel like it's one of those moments. Zach, what do you think?
1: Here's my takeaway from it. First of all, obviously, grain of salt, um, giant freaking robot. I'm not chirping giant freaking robot. If Yeah, they and get I wasn't this, trying to either. If they get this right and it comes out to be true, it's going to be big. Um, yes. I want to throw that out there. With all that being said, all I want to be true out of this really is that she's in talks to return Mm -hmm. okay does i don't care if it's a movie if it's a tv show if it's whatever i just want her to be in good terms with disney and lucasfilm and everybody so that she can come back agreed because i know john Boyega is out yeah sounds like it he's out i mean unless they back the brink struck up which they might but i don't know um and Oscar Isaac same he sounds pretty done i don't know um yeah so if we can just get daisy ridley back she's my favorite anyway sorry boys um i i i want her back so oh, bad
0: hold oh. up adam driver ain't your favorite
1: i think i like daisy ridley man
0: okay as the performer or like yes, character yes. okay, okay okay daisy
1: ridley the the actress yes no, i can get okay um now callan who now Oh, careful! <laughs> no, yeah, 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 no. I think uh, I think I like Daisy Moore just because she's so good. She is such a good actress. She is. Um, and so going back, I, I would love to just see her still be involved with Star Wars. Now, though, we were not able to discern just what it would be. Okay, um, I just want it. I want it to be I want it to be real so that she can come back and be involved. Like you said, right. whether it's a cameo, whether it's a voice in an animated show that's after a thing. Maybe it's her own damn show on Disney+. Plus. If they do that, it would be huge. yeah. Because the three reasons. I've already thought about this. I, I was already. So three reasons. Number one, how big the little girls look up to Ray. Okay? Mm-hmm. Us being dudes, we don't understand it. But me being a father now, my daughter is two years old and she likes Ray. Like we'll be at target or wherever you see Ray and she'll know and want to get Ray. And I'm like, how do you even know this? We don't watch star Wars together. She doesn't understand it. She just sees a powerful woman. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was, uh, I was with my guys at work and like his, uh, we had like a family get together kind of thing Mm -hmm. and all the one kid was talking about was star Wars and Ray. Okay. Like it's a weird thing that I didn't realize until that moment. And with Avery, my daughter, um, is that she's super important. Okay. Mm -hmm. Super important. Number two, you got Disney plus. You said it. it. (laughs) You got Disney plus. Let's do it, baby. Let's do it. Um, sorry. That's all number two is. And then number three (laughs) is this can help lessen the blow of the sequels Mm -hmm. okay and i don't mean rewrite the sequels or any of that i just mean tell a story of ray being ray skywalker if that's what we're doing give us a story of that whether Mm -hmm. that's her doing a new order whether that's her just being in the galaxy uh, you know what I mean? It's just it all goes back to story, as I always say, but that's what I want, and I think that would be a good palette cleanser for the fans. It would just have to be really freaking good. That's the only thing with that one, is that yeah, you can't not stick the landing with that one if you're announcing she's coming back, we're doing after Rise of Skywalker, see what Ray's been doing, it's got to be pretty freaking good, and yeah. And oh man, I just see my mind starts racing when I think about that because like how cool that could be.
0: No, and I agree. I would love, and I've said it before, I would love to have Daisy Ridley return as Ray Skywalker. The only thing that just caught that just gives me anxiety because I know it's gonna happen (laughs) is as soon as they announce it, you're gonna have the people that just can't stand the sequels and can't get over it. Yeah, they're not gonna give it a shot, whatever she's in regardless and first of all i think that's frustrating and i don't think that's really fair to whoever's writing or directing or whatever or daisy ridley herself so i would love to see it and i'm going to ignore all that negativity i want to see her come back uh just for the reason you said honestly i will just say touche to all three of those reasons i think you nailed it right off right out the park with all of those and like you said disney plus you have that avenue i mean if we're getting a Lando show, and don't come at me with this. I know Lando is one of the best original trilogy characters, don't get me wrong, but but it's freaking Ray. It's Ray. Ray is now she, like she, it or not, she is one of the most important
1: characters in the Star Wars franchise. I was gonna say a super hot take, but people are gonna get so mad that I say this. But um, she is the Luke of the new sequ- of the new generation. Okay, right. Let's call it what it is. To Mm -hmm. my daughter growing up, she's gonna watch the sequels, and she's gonna know that Ray is the important one, okay? Mm -hmm. Because she is. Um, Yeah. So if you go back and watch the other ones, sure, it's Luke and Darth Vader, it's that dynamic or whatever, but um, it's really Luke, right? That's that's who we care about, and that's who gets focused on. And I think Ray is that for this generation, Mm -hmm. and so she needs to be in good terms with Star Wars and the Disney people that's what i take away number one is is i don't even know if this is true but that's just what i want and that's what needs to happen is she needs to be in good graces of them and they need to be working together because she is an important role in the star wars universe she just is yeah Uh,
0: i don't know i agree and again i hope i wasn't trying to go at giant freaking robot i hope giant freaking robots correct yeah Um, no i i agree i agree i I hope they stick the landing on this i hope maybe they actually have heard uh this kind of information and i hope it's correct um so props to them if they end up getting it correct we'll see we'll see yeah we'll see you guys let us know jump down youtube comments hit us up at discord this is probably a hot topic to be fair so if you got a really hot take with it let us know we would love to hear it and
1: and give a rebuttal for the three things i said like if you if you have ideas or why i'm wrong or whatever just throw it in there we'll get a conversation going for sure absolutely well that is all of our off the top topics
0: we could have spent honestly it feels like we could have naturally had a lot longer of conversation with all of those yeah uh, that's so what i said
1: dude we had some good news topics today
0: jam-packed episode and we're not done we are not done we teased it off the top episode three of the bad batch has been released so we are going to do a spoiler heavy discussion hopefully you were subscribed to our youtube channel and you saw my like 10 minute quick takeaways spoiler takeaways go check that out if you haven't i kind of shared like the title says my quick takeaways the things that i got the most out from the episode the things i loved the most the cool little connections that were clear to me initially but now we're going to actually dive deeper so because i've already given kind of my initial takeaways I might lean more toward you, Zach. I might get some more opinion from you. If that's a okay with you, hope you're ready for that. But we're going to keep with the same format that I had in that quick takeaway, where in this episode three, Replacements, we kind of had two missions, two plot lines going on. We had a Bad Batch plot line, so we're going to focus on that Bad Batch plot line first. But we also have an Imperial plot line. We're going to focus on that second because I think Zach might be the most excited for that one, just based on the previous two episodes, (laughs) but we'll see. So we're going to start with that Bad Batch mission first. Episode three, replacements. The episode opens with the Bad Batch, the ship not looking good on the outside. We can see it immediately. I knew as soon as I saw that, okay, that's going to be a major plot device, obviously, in this episode. Um, And also when we get into the cruiser, Funny moments here. We see Wrecker having to adjust his lifestyle of just eating whatever he wants uh, because Omega is now on board. So this crew is already having to make all these small little adjustments. And I thought it was a great little opener to get us back in. uh, First of all, that animation style. It's just kind of kid friendly. Good fun. Ha ha. uh, Before we get into kind of the meat of the episode. Any takeaways on that opener when you saw that ship uh, and when you see wreckers you know comedic relief that he is
1: yeah um it ain't star wars without ship issues so um no i i I, it's fine um it is what it is it gave us great character moments i don't want to jump ahead but um Mm -hmm. like with the wrecker uh him big time really is him kind of changing and um recognizing that you know there's a little kid on board and it was it was a cool character moment for him that i didn't expect Mm -hmm. um but makes sense because he's so brooding and big and ah um and he really kind of calmed down and then ended up do making the you know making that little house for and stuff which is so cool so super cool I i thought it was a good uh good good way to get us back into the game here
0: absolutely now the biggest thing or the thing that caught my ears like they perked up as soon as i heard this in the episode tech was talking about creating a scanning device to test the functionality of their inhibitor chips as soon as i heard that i was like okay this is going to be important it didn't turn out to be important in this episode but zach you think we're going to get payoff for this
1: one thousand i mean yeah for sure uh, a huge deal when he, when i heard him say this i was like huh so what is this gonna do you know like yeah what happens when you scan one does it freak out and get back normal does it like sh- does it kill them you know like yeah I, I don't think it'll do that, but uh, I'm just saying like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with that. And yeah, what in it, I'm afraid it's going to be just a ram Oh yeah. You've got a bad chip and it may just be that, but um, be. I think, I think it'll be a little bit more important, especially the fact we didn't see a payoff of that this episode. Right.
0: If, yeah. If there, it's one of those things that they said, just kind of like Omega's jewel in episode two.
1: Yes. I think exactly. it's one of those
0: things. It's, it's like a little, Plug that yep. we're gonna eventually come back to later in the season,
1: and I think it goes back to our our next our next step there, where wrecker hits his head. You, you know? know, yes, I,
0: I didn't even notice this on first watch. I got on Twitter after I'd watch it, after I'd already done my little video of quick takeaways, and I saw people tweeting like, "Oh no, wrecker hit his head," and I was like, "What in the world? What is so important about wrecker hitting his head?" Yeah, and then when I rewatched it, and I saw the specific location where he hit his head. I don't know, man. Is this gonna cause yes, chip issues? You're yes. going with
1: it, oh, yeah, hundred percent. And I because know. I don't know, because they they freaking zoomed in. They showed a scene of him hitting his head. They didn't show like him and Omega and him hitting his head. They zoomed in on his head and it was like doom, and he's like ah. And then the whole rest of the episode, he's going ah, my head, I'm head. I'm like oh no this dude's gonna be bad too oh no man and i I was really i was really afraid they were gonna do it this episode with all this him lightening up to omega and then like him turning that's i honestly was like oh no don't do this like and they may still do that but i thought with them setting up him making her the thing and being all nice and being great i can just see them switching it and him like Mm. going after her somehow and it'd be like heartbreaking, you know, cause Hunter's going to have to do something. I don't know how you right. stop him, but,
0: um, so before you started, started talking about that, I was thinking, I don't know. I feel like maybe we're diving too much into this. No, nah, no, nah, man. I don't think so though. Now listening to you talk, <laughs> I don't know. Gosh, I'm, 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 I'm shattered right now. I don't know what to think.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I think 100% that's what they're going to do. Cause okay kind of going back to the scanning device thing I think they're just sowing seeds right now we're in episode three so we've got some time it sounds like we've got a lot of episodes so I um, I, I think I think that's gonna be a big deal um,
0: okay okay and I'll, it's gonna I'll be sad your, I'll leave your prediction out there so I'm not wrong I, I just' wanna go <laughs> down. Da- I won't go down that route I'll just say I don't know I'm 5050 know how to take no. <laughs> Uh, but right. no, I feel like this is probably one of the most debatable topics from this episode. So, as we always do, let us know what you think. I would yeah. love to hear what other people's take on that shot was. Again, I didn't even notice it till I got on Twitter and saw people talking about it. Uh, as soon and as, as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, it. I
1: was like, oh no, man, yeah." And I, I, to me, it wasn't debatable. I, I just was like, "Oh no, oh, wow. okay." That's how. That's how like much of a focus it was for me because I was just like, "Oh, oh." oh no because this is bad because like he's like back there with omega that's what i'm saying i was going game of thrones on him i was like is he about to like do something crazy back there with omega you know like hurt her or something that's why i was like oh no but
0: fair fair enough
1: enough. (laughs) yeah well listen
0: before uh they kind of move on to what their mission is going to be they do have this slight moment where they realize that they need to fix this part omega thinks that she's found it but it's really crosshairs I think weapon kit or something yeah. along those lines and that really gets the crew thinking about crosshair and it, it really sets it up for me at least where they're eventually going to go after him because they set up this idea of it's not really his fault uh, because yeah. it was the inhibitor chip so I am going to say I 80% think that crosshair is somehow going to get a redemption arc
1: uh, where do you fall on with that? I agree 100%. Um, I think uh, I've been saying 100% a lot today because I agree 100%. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's going to happen. I only think it's 80%. <laughs> I, th- I think it might. Yeah, I know 80 is good. 80 okay. is a good thing. <laughs> I don't want to say 100%, but 80 is good because like it's very likely in my mind that he will get this redemption arc. And it may even be a, uh, a heroic kind of thing where he's, he's sacrificing himself to save them yeah. i honestly think they might go that route but another part of me thinks wrecker might be that route um yeah. but i i think i think crosshair um that might be his thing because you know he's so hardened and whatever and he may sacrifice himself to, yeah. to let oh, them get away or or save omega or something i think that would be really cool um yeah but uh yeah i'd love that moment uh where they where they see his his weapon kit and they all just kind of pause And then Wrecker literally calls it out and he says, I really miss him. And I was like, yeah, that's that's cool. because he shot me. (laughs) Yeah, which is (laughs) awesome because number one, it's just dudes being dudes, right? You get in fights, you wrestle, you hurt each other. (laughs) But at the end of the day, it's still just like, you you still love each other as brothers. Um, So it was cool to not see them be like, oh, screw that guy. You know, they're like, and and correct me if I'm wrong, pretty sure I called this where I was like, hey, it's not him obviously you know it's and they should see that that it's not him it, it's maybe a little bit of him but mm-hmm. a lot of it the inhibitor chip and yeah. i lo- i i loved the scene um we may get to it here but where they where he's like getting fried again by mm-hmm. the kimoni cum- oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 you know you know the name we know
0: we know <laughs> Camino and, Cam- yeah, Camino there you and go. whatever whatever i thought
1: that was a good touch to see that again to see that they're not just it's not a one-off thing like they they keep doing it to make sure he's like uh following orders yeah yeah yeah, yeah. no that's good so i think that's good. I'm sorry i think they no, uh good. i think i think he will get a redemption
0: i think so too okay okay next up ordo moon dragon I did some research after watching it. I wasn't sure if that was the first canon appearance, but it actually, in fact, was. So that that was cool to see uh, that creature. Now, because this dragon takes the part that was on their or that they replaced on their ship, uh, Hunter wants to go get it back, and this is for me the biggest character moment of the episode, where not only does Omega just perform an act but it's actually the crew saying, okay, you're coming with me. Like, it's not one of those moments where she just happens to do it accidentally or without their, I guess, not really permission. It's not really what I'm trying to say, but doing it without them being involved. This is the first time, though, that Hunter's like, nope, you're right. You're coming with me if you want to. Let's do this thing together. So that, in my opinion, biggest character moment of the episode. Uh, So they go after this dragon, and Omega ends up after, actually going after the dragon alone because Hunter loses his little breathing mask. And I talked about it on the quick takeaway discussion. I'm connecting here. And I know I keep saying it week after week for sensitivity. Uh, I do think that's a potential or a possibility with Omega. This is one of those things where if you watch the animated shows, Ezra from rebels really connects with creatures throughout the galaxy through the force. Uh, ahsoka does the same thing in the clone wars so i do think it's one of those things where it could be a little setup where she connects with this dragon and eventually when they reveal that she's force sensitive we can look back to this and say okay that makes sense they were setting it all up i don't know zach what do you think about this whole mission about the bad batch crew allowing her or trusting her let's use you know what that's the better phrase for it they're finally trusting her to help them in missions uh what do you think about all that and then what do you think again about my ridiculous force sensitivity idea
1: so i i think it was a big deal um the fact that she says i want to go and the crew looks at hunter is like yeah i mean let her let her go man and hunter's like no all right let's all right let's go um so i i didn't take it at face value or i took it at face value i didn't think about it in the way you're thinking about it and um i actually like it a lot more um when it when you think about it that angle because it really is a big deal that they were finally like sure yeah come on be part of the team and then she's crucial because she does the freaking whole mission um which is great because um I, I just like seeing her do stuff and this. Uh, I, I wanted to talk about this all day. So this was the first episode I really, truly cared about Omega. And I don't know why. I think it's a combination of all the times. You know, I was turping her pretty hard last episode. But this episode, I think it just gave me less um, her trying so hard and her just being herself more. To me and just kind of like being in the ship with the crew and the dynamics being equal and her taking her word and going out and doing her thing and actually stepping up and getting it done um it just made me like her character a lot this episode so i was happy to see that in terms of the force sensitive stuff i keep i'm getting darker and darker or deeper and deeper into the whole of I don't need Force-sensitive people in my Star yeah. Wars stuff. Okay, um, And the only way I'll say, I guess two ways, that I will be okay with her being Force-sensitive is if one, that she does some freaking awesome thing that she turns out to be Force-sensitive, and we all go, ah, oh, I hope that's cool, or, I hope that's true. And then the second reason is I hope it's because the clone the Kim- Kimonians. Yep aminolians yep all right (laughs) (laughs) the listeners are like this son of a gun can't (laughs) say it um (laughs) those people the clone people um i want it to be that they achieve what they've been trying to do into getting a force sensitive clone Mm. if that is her story arc and it turns out that that's the reason i think that would be freaking awesome um because that is lore and depth and they are able to do something because it goes back to what we find out in this episode that I also called and said that bad batch aren't mess ups. They're what they were trying to do. Correct. Um, so I just mm. want to throw that out there. You know, yeah. I'm not here all day on these uh predictions, but no, yeah. I, I think um I, I hope that's the, the end game for Omega is maybe okay. we'll get both those things. Maybe she does a cool force sensitive thing and wow, she is force sensitive and we did it. Mm. Um, and maybe she's the reason why they don't use clones anymore when it, you know, at the end of the day, I don't know. Mm. I'm starting to really speculate. Yeah. But yeah. Speculation <laughs> mode for sure.
0: But no, and I, I'm glad that you kind of have that take. Maybe I'm just the giddy. Uh, you got to have the force in a show, yeah. but I, th- I think you're right. We don't really need her to be, I guess I'm just hopping on that bandwagon of, it seems like that's the biggest theory out there with the Bad Batch right now. And I'm digging that conversation. So I'm going to continue to add to that conversation. Anytime I see potential force sensitivity clues, you know, I'm going to mention it. Um, Even if eventually I start falling away from seeing her as becoming force sensitive, I'll still throw those plugs in there for those of you that think heavily that she will be
1: and i think they're doing that on purpose i think you know the 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 shot last the last episode we did where she i've never shot a gun before and she perfectly shoots them yeah that one I, i gotta say i was like hmm that's interesting why would they have her do that and say that and do it perfectly right um and then this episode where she's somehow figures out you know how to calm this thing down and 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 yeah get them to eat the flashlight instead Mm. and what a cool animation of that thing like yeah and like throwing up the room i thought that was a really cool shot i want to throw that out there too again
0: man you got to watch rebels if you want more of that (laughs) (laughs) all right that finishes uh kind of the mission but before we leave from the bad batch again you kind of teased it earlier when we were talking about this one of the best moments from the show so far at least in my opinion i don't know why but record preparing that room for omega in the ship that was so cool. I mean, there's really no other word for me to say. It was just cool. I mean, what what yeah. else can you say?
1: Yeah, it, it hit it hit me hit me pretty hard. I got to say, just because he's the big, you know, oh uh, yeah, little girl, uh, and and he's growing in this one episode. It's like 20 minutes long or whatever. Yeah, and
0: shortest one of the season so far.
1: And it felt that way when it got over. I was like. Oh, oh all right that that's it all right um but i uh I, I just love that scene and what a little scene that isn't i wouldn't say insignificant but it's just a little character moment that was yes. awesome
0: again the character moments are what's going to make this show stand out so 100%. i'm glad they're making these like you said small things but in reality i think they're going to have good payoff mm-hmm. so I'll take them as they come, gladly. Uh, overall thoughts on the Bad Batch story progression. I think, again, for me, it's more so they're all finally trusting Omega to get the job done, especially now that she successfully did this without Hunter. There, I'm sure there will be small trust issues here and there, as always with groups uh, whenever they're doing missions, but the trust is the big takeaway for me from the bad batch you have any other big takeaways from the bad batch or is that kind of where you land to
1: yeah no that's that's a good wrap up of the of the whole uh you know story progression uh, personally for me like i said this episode really for some reason made me really like omega a lot um yeah and and like her more and like her more of what other people seem to be liking her at she's pretty you know pretty hot topic on twitter and and people liking her and um uh, I, I I'm happy to be on that train too. So absolutely. Well, listen, let's get
0: to the, the things that uh, I believe that we are most excited about from this episode. And I might be speaking for you. So correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, what did you think about all the Imperial goodies that we got before we dive into it?
1: Oh, I thought it was awesome. I thought it was freaking awesome, dude. Um, I, my first watch, I didn't really think about the actual depth of what we were seeing from them. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in terms of what we're about to get into. But uh the second watch, I was like, oh, oh, oh yeah. yeah. This is, well, this is Imperial peak behind the curtain kind of stuff. And that's yeah. exactly what I've been saying I want to see and what we've been seeing. So mm-hmm. I hope they keep it up.
0: Well, and I know last week's episode, I said that this Imperial stuff hasn't really gotten my attention like it, it had gotten yours. But, man, this episode did it for me. Like, as soon as Rampart walked in and they – they showed crosshair getting examined and they started doing all these little plugs of, Oh, here's this project. Oh, here's these elite troopers and all these things that, you know, about the empire. I was like, okay, yep. I'm on board. Uh, This is the best thing about the show so far, other (laughs) than, other than the character development, this is the best thing so far.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's so good. And me not being as inept with the, uh, with the lore and background of all these random people. Um, I'll be straight up with you. I didn't really think about this Rampart person. Um, Mm -hmm. I just thought he was a cool character. Yeah. And it turns out it's a little bit deeper than, um, you know, what I was thinking, face value of Rampart and Project War Mantle and and all that. Right. Yeah, so
0: Rampart walks into the room with Tarkin while they are, again, examining Crosshair. And this plug of Project War Mantle gets mentioned, and I knew that that sounded way too serious uh, for it to not have been plugged somewhere before. And I think I mentioned that in my quick takeaway, but after I did that quick takeaway and I started doing a little bit more research to get ready for this heavy spoiler discussion, Project War Mantle was mentioned in Rogue One. When Jen is scrolling through all the different files to find Project Stardust, the Death Star plans, the first project that she or the file that she mentions is Project War Mantle. Now, that is an incredible connection. Like, I don't I don't know which came first. Did the naming of it come first from Rogue One? And Filoni looked at that and was like, "Okay, let me use that as the title for this program that." gets rid of the clones or did they know that that was going to be the name of the project to get rid of the clones from the empire from the beginning when they made Rogue One like that that's what I immediately thought of like I don't know which one came first chicken or the egg (laughs)
1: Uh, yeah I, I don't know either I just know it's Filoni doing what he does best yes um it's it's a throwaway line at this point It's a throwaway line where if I'm watching it, I don't know what that means. It just sounds like a cool, legit project that somehow may tie in. But once I was, we were discussing and I read your notes, I was like, whoa. It's like, yeah, dude, it's freaking awesome. And that is just amazing. I love that. When you can get some line that I don't know what they're talking about and it turns out it's freaking huge and it comes back to other stuff, that is Mm -hmm. Star Wars on firing on all cylinders in my opinion right i love
0: it right now for complete uh transparent transparency for you to know this again if i didn't make it clear project war mantle is the project that was designed to fill out the ranks of the empire and transition away from the use of clones it does not sound like we are going anywhere away from that project at any point in the bad batch i think this is going to become a very important uh plot point throughout the rest of this season so you're not gonna this is not the last you're gonna hear of project war mantle
1: i think it's gonna be a whole plot b or b plot if you want to call it that i think it's gonna be that important in this and they may not call it that the whole time obviously but that's what they're doing that's what tarkin and rampart are doing they are trying to figure out how to get away from the clones because they're really cost he's even says it. they cost a lot and why can't we have these volunteers come in and train them to be legit and we don't have to make them. Um, It's fascinating to me. Fascinating.
0: Right. And then one of the other really fascinating Imperial pieces that Rampart presents to Tarkin here in their first meeting or first meeting visually for us, at least is he presents the empire's first elite squad. Biggest takeaway for me, as soon as I see this zero clones, They are all just civilians that are superior, uh, soldiers, I guess you could say. And as soon as I saw them again, another connection to rogue one, could this be like the first phase of death troopers, the super cool looking troopers that we got in rogue one that didn't really end up doing too much except talking like, yeah.
1: Um, I don't know, man. Um, I just thought it was freaking awesome to see them. Sick gear, you know, man. Sick gear. Well, sick gear for sure. But like <laughs> I, I, like tipping their hand and like, hey, you clones are on the out. Like this is our top squad and we have a gajillion clones that we can right. pick out of. Kind like a uh, slap in the face for that's, sure. That's That's what I'm saying. Like they, we don't want you now. We want these random volunteer human normal people. Well, they don't have to be humans, but whatever normal people. And yeah. it was awesome, dude. I I love seeing it. And then, um, uh, well, we're gonna get into it, but just like uh, the the dynamic that 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 should be there with crosshair mm-hmm. and these normal. Uh, uh, what what should we call them? Normal humans? I don't. Yeah, normies? they were all
0: they were all he humanoids, right?
1: I think they were all humans. I yeah. Think. Um, yes
0: they right. were they were but
1: non-clones how about that non-clones yeah. Yeah. um i thought that was great to see and uh like i said super important going forward mm-hmm. super important agreed agreed okay
0: let's see where are we, where are we at where are we at Number three. oh okay i think the the next big takeaway that i got was when and it's, i think it's important to make clear because this is why the empire sounds good to a lot of people out in the galaxy The Empire offers, first of all, order, like they got strict guidelines. Some people dig that. So that is a part to the Empire for some people out there. But also one of the soldiers mentions this line that the Empire offered him financial security uh, to many soldiers and to civilians. So that is a huge like for a lot of people. That is the most important thing in their life. So I think just that one little line, even though, again, I'm probably digging too much into this, but. I think that presents a very good perk behind why people would want to even be okay with this empire to begin
1: with. Yep. Am I thinking too much into this? No, (laughs) I underlined this, like circled this, because it is such an important line of why people would go with the empire. Because we see the Jedi and the Sith and all this high 50,000 feet up, right? But at the end of the day, there's a lot of people in this universe or galaxy I guess you could call it mm-hmm. um, who don't give a crap about any of the Jedi and stuff they're just right. trying to find food and and money for their family and housing yep. and so that one little line of the Empire gives me money and or whatever he says I can't remember the exact line but um it it it, it was just like an eye-opener for me because I was like oh yeah Yeah. that that makes sense i mean that's why these people if you're good at doing this type of stuff this killing and this wartime affair right yeah i mean why would you not go with the empire they're gonna pay you well you're gonna be elite you're gonna get to they probably get paid very well if i'm being honest right yeah um so
0: another connection here to rogue one as you were kind of saying that a lot of civilians just don't care Jyn Urso, even in Rogue One, when Saul says, "You can stand to see the Imperial flags rain across the galaxy," Jyn just straight up says, "It's not a big deal if you don't look up," and, and that's yeah. probably how a ton of people out in the if, galaxy feel. Like exactly, financial especially security, if, order, and who really cares?
1: <laughs> especially if I'm a I'm really good soldier. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm going with the Empire. I I don't care what you guys do however what i loved is they are not mindless killing machines though mm. they're top they're elite they're amazing they'll do it for yeah. the money but they're not just going to murk these civilians right like they, they just aren't and i loved that scene because that the guy who got killed was the guy talking right yeah he was the
0: from my interpretation, yes.
1: That's what I thought as well. Tell me if we're wrong, but I thought I the guy—I want to say—we're right. The, the guy who got killed is the guy who was doing all the talking and chirping at Crosshair. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I like that he's like, no, 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 we're not gonna do this. Bow Crosshair's like, nah, who cares? Like, yeah. like, like I got my inhibitor shape going. I don't care about <laughs> these people. Kill them, or I'm about to kill you. And right. I really like that um, because it kind of shows the dynamic of these clones that are being controlled that that are just going to do it versus yeah, maybe you don't have to make the clones anymore, but you have to deal with human nature, right? And human nature. I'd like to think is not to just murder people. So mm-hmm. um I just thought this whole thing, you are 100% correct in saying that it was my favorite part of the whole episode. And I think that's why I like this episode more than episode two.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Agree. Now, while you're saying that, though, that did make me think of our Twitter poll, top tier. We, I'm, I think I'm going to keep doing this each week. I'm going to send out a, yeah. a poll, top tier, good but not great. Uh, it was okay or not for me. I voted top tier this week. I thought that the imperial stuff was very important, not only for this episode and for this show, but for the franchise as a whole to understand the establishment, the groundwork of the empire this big bad that was first presented to us back in 1977 and has us captivated ever since.
1: Yeah. That's why this show should not be called bad batch. It should be called rise of the empire.
0: That's Mm -hmm. what it should
1: be called. Um, Because that's what I want to see. And that's what we're getting because it makes sense for the time. Okay. It just makes sense. And with the bad batch being the backbone of it is, is a great idea. Like kudos to the writers of the show to be able to figure out these characters and also intertwine it with all this Imperial stuff, which is so cool. Um, So I don't know if I could go to top tier.
0: Ooh. Okay.
1: Okay. I don't know. I will say it's higher than episode two. Yes. Um, So again, talking about it though and how important all this stuff is going to be, it might just be top tier because i think so
0: too man personally Personally.
1: this is some good stuff here we'll keep it rolling it is
0: okay next the elite squad is sent to anderon to wipe out guerrera that's the goal brutal man when when i'm talking this might be one of the okay i'm thinking back to clone wars and rebels but this is still one of the most captivated into a scene i've been in an animated show uh, specifically with the bad batch so far other than the opener from the premiere with order 66, but I was hooked into this scene. Everything with crosshair, whenever, like you alluded to earlier, when he just says good soldiers follow orders, merc the dude and just walked away. Incredible. Like Whoa. that, that, and that sets up this idea and I'll go ahead and go to the next, and we'll get your thoughts on Andron scene too, okay. but I'll just go ahead and set this up. That gets this idea. When they get back to Camino and Tarkin and Rampart, agree that obviously clones still do serve a purpose because Crosshair is a great example to this human nature, these humans uh, of what we expect. But eventually, we are going to get rid of that idea to focus just on the humans because it's cost preserving. Uh, so, Crosshair doing that is very, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Uh, exemplary exemplary for what the empire expects and that is the purpose of the clones right now is to follow those orders to set an example for the eventual human troopers that the empire is going to establish what did you think of the anduron scene and crosshair's brutality brutality
1: one of the the best scenes in the whole show so far 100 um the pure just unfiltered raw killing of these people murder of these people because i i just i it was it was a lot like i'm i'm not i'm not trying to be you know exaggerated or Mm -hmm. i'm not trying to exaggerate it but like it threw me off because it's a kid's show on disney plus yeah animated and they're just killing everybody like easily like just boom boom, boom, killing them, boom, boom, killing the pilot dude, just boom. I was like, oh, 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 this is what we're doing. And then you got the dudes who were like, hey, we're just on the on the ship. We're just trying to get out of here. And uh, Crosshair's like, well, that sucks for you. Pow, Like, I was like, oh, all right. Like, I love seeing it because we know the empire to be this way, to yeah. be no nonsense, no breaking of the rules. It is what it is. We control everything. And I loved I just loved everything about it because he had the human nature of him being like, no, 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 we're not killing these people. They didn't, they're civilians. And then crosshair being what you said, like like an example, the empire wants of, well, okay, pow, you're dead. All right. He's Mm -hmm. gone. You guys kill these people or I'm going to kill you like simple as that. Um, And so they kill him. And now these people have killed civilians. So what are we doing here? You know, like, what are we starting and what we're starting is the empire we know later on. Um, right, and, right and i love seeing that and i love that tarkin is like well you know maybe maybe there is a role for these clones to basically break them of their humanity um Ooh. and
0: oh that that is like you that is so dark man that's dark for an dude. animated show that is super dark
1: that's dark but that's what we saw like that's what right. that's that's how i interpret it was he was saying These clones do whatever we want. They do not feel emotions the way we do. So we need them to lead these humans and these top elite to be heartless, basically. Um, That way we get best of both worlds. We get the soldiers that can do the stuff the top soldiers can do, but have the heartlessness of the clones and to follow orders. Um, Because I always thought about that in Star Wars. It's like, these people doing some pretty bad stuff to like normal to just other people you yeah. know it, it, like in a uh, force awakens I was um, that's what thinking, i was about to go to i was is,
0: just thinking that
1: yeah where he's like yeah kill the whole village and you're like wait what and they're just and it's like oh my yeah. gosh you just murdered like 125 people like it was that was that was an amazing scene yeah to sum it up amazing scene <laughs> agree agree
0: <laughs> Uh, so Tarkin and Rampart, when they do get back, again, they agree that the clones do serve a purpose. Obviously, Crosshair just proved that. But here's the, the next thing I want to talk about with this. Tarkin kind of just walks away here as he grants Rampart the rank of Admiral. And it got me thinking, is Tarkin done for right now on Kamino? Like, is he going to go elsewhere? Because we know that Tarkin is heavily involved with the most important thing, the Death Star. He's the grand moth of that. Obviously, right now, he's not. He, we've been referencing him as Admiral Tarkin, but his storyline is elsewhere. So I do think this might be a natural segue for Tarkin to step away for a little bit in this show. Maybe hologram role where he just communicates back and forth with Rampart. I and mean, I, I don't know. I would say I'm pretty confident in that. What do you think, though, Zach?
1: I, I agree. That's how I interpreted it yeah. of when he he's kind of walking off and saying like, hey, Admiral, I, that is showed me that we're going to see Rampart now. And he's going to yeah. be the main force behind this getting Project. clones out. Yeah. Project War Mantle. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think we're going to see him a lot more. And um, Tarkin, I think if Tarkin does come around, I think it's going to be like, oh, crap. Tarkin's here kind of one of those yeah. things like yeah okay like so kind of like come in. when
0: uh palpatine shows up in return of the jedi yes yeah like, oh oh crap like, he, he'll probably show happen. if he shows back up it'll be because rampart
1: messed up somewhere exactly if, I, if anything I, I think so too um and you know i haven't really thought about the death star stuff
0: I know cuz we again we Dude, know we. from can- we know from canon material we even see it in revenge of the sith at the very end Tarkin is there with yep. Palpatine and Vader I mean that's your top 3 of the empire right there so That's right Tarkin doesn't really have I mean he does have time for it probably it's just the beginning of the empire but I feel like Tarkin's probably just going around to all these different projects making sure that they are set up right and then reporting back to Palpatine and Vader and doing that death star stuff
1: Yeah and that's that's a whole nother box of worms I think could be freaking awesome is getting into Death Star stuff. But um, we'll, we'll take it with what yes. it is, and and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Give me give me this Rampart guy because I feel like this Rampart dude's going to be slimy. I just get this slimy vibe from him. Yeah, I don't know yeah. why. Like, just no, a scumbag.
0: I, I get those vibes, too, for sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know why or how. It's a freaking animated show, but I think uh, – I, I I don't know. I just don't trust that guy. I feel like yeah. he's going to do something or – Kill somebody I don't like and agree. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> okay. Next on the episode, the caminoans want to create a superior clone in order to stay relevant in the empire's eyes. Again, we see one of these moments where we cut to the side. They have this little conversation that again plugs this little plot line that we're eventually going to get of these guys wanting to stay relevant. Uh, and I wanted to read this quote from the episode. The original genetic material from Django Fett continues to degrade. Such a contingency cannot be created without a direct source. The clones required will not return willingly. That, for me, I interpret that as okay, that's the Bad Batch or that's Clone Force 99. Am I correct in that assumption?
1: I would say you are because they're literally okay. looking at the table they were sitting at when they were talking oh, about them.
0: Man, I didn't even notice that.
1: Yeah, they were looking at their table so I was like, oh yeah, they mean that which means they need the defective clones to do Portal this. Broke. Yeah, right. Um yeah. And so mm. that that that's why I said earlier like I feel like that kind of confirms that maybe they are defective in their initial sense but actually they're really really vi- vital and valuable because yeah. of their genetic modifications that the people of Camino. Um you could say Keep that rolling with that man. Yeah, there you go. Owens um,
0: Caminoans, Kaminoans, whatever you want to say. It's all good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I know. I just I, I hate <laughs> stumbling on words. So I'll just say that. And I think um I think that's gonna be a whole nother I wouldn't say a C plot, but it's definitely going to be a, a minor plot of the show yeah. of the these um, clones and how they're going to try to figure out how to keep the clones valuable. um, Right. The empire, not wanting to use them anymore.
0: Agreed. Well, the last thing that happens in the episode, again, we get a slight hint of Crosshair's internal struggle whenever he goes or he's chilling in the gang's old hangout, uh, where they sleep, where they hang again. I think it's another setup for a possible redemption arc. Um, and that's it. That's the episode. Again, for the Imperial stuff, man, I think we were fully satisfied. Again, the first two episodes, I wasn't there. I wasn't with Zach. I wasn't really, uh, I guess, captivated or captured by all this Imperial stuff. But this episode did it for me. All the, I mean, we discovered, what, three connections with Rogue One in this discussion. I love Rogue One, so I'm all about that. Um, so, yeah, overall, again, I placed this as top tier, Uh, knowing the knowledge that I have of animation and typically what we get. So for me, animation, Star Wars land, this is top tier for me. That's just me personally. If you had a different take, that's perfectly fine. Uh, So I really loved this episode. Zach, overall takeaways of episode three, replacements.
1: I (laughs) really That's beautiful. I really like uh, this episode. Uh, I like it a lot. Um, If you look at it, if I read it on a page, I'd probably be like, that sounds boring but man it was uh really well done really well scripted and the imperial stuff was sick and like i said so sick huge takeaway for me was liking omega so much i i really liked her this episode i loved her dynamic with the crew Mm -hmm. uh, with with she's in the crew so that's cool um and i i really liked uh what we saw with crosshair there at the end i know we kind of talked about it briefly but that um maybe he 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 likes being a good soldier but he can't control it and he knows what he's doing is like going against his buddies which i think is and oh we oh, we didn't even talk about it the um the scene where hunter's like it's not about what crosshair did it's about me leaving him behind or us mm. leaving him behind i was yeah. like ah oh, yeah oh. i mean i could see that being the leader it's like that's your boys and you left one of them behind you know right. um so th- i thought that was really cool and and i wanted to bring that up so i'm glad yeah no
0: that's a great point i'm <laughs> i'm glad that you brought that up well listen that covers episode 3 of the repl- of replacements episode 3 replacements i keep wanting to put the of <laughs> the replacements um, <laughs> but let us know what you think of that episode top tier uh okay or good but not great it it's okay or not for me let us know uh, we would love to hear your feedback and again we ha- This is probably a longer episode because we had such great conversation pieces, news pieces off the top. Let us know what you thought about all of those uh, great stuff going on in Star Wars right now. And as always, Mando Talk is going to be here to cover it, to continue to connect with us. You can get at us on social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Mando Talk to connect more so with us one on one click the discord link in the description and you'll be able to communicate with us very easily, uh, in that discord server. And I think that's all the plugs that I have other than YouTube. If you're still on podcasts, but you haven't checked out our YouTube channel, pop on over there. If you want to see our faces and kind of see our goofy gestures and whatnot, goofy faces, uh, (laughs) click subscribe on the YouTube channel, hit the bell, click the like button on all videos that you see. And yeah, that's all the plugs that I got. Zach, I appreciate you being here this week. We're knocking it out, man. I'm loving the style that we got going on. Uh, and hopefully our listeners are loving the style we got going on too. Zach, well appreciated.
1: Yeah. Thanks, man. I love being on here. Um, I think we got a good vibe going. I am excited to keep talking about bad batch, um, keep doing new stuff, having fun and just connecting with you guys. Um, if you're still listening, thanks. Uh, you know, we, we really appreciate you. You're You're a true one, you know, Um, and uh, (laughs) that's right. Uh, So just thanks. And uh, thanks for all the support on our uh, on our shows here. We're having a good time. I'm having a good time. So, yeah, let's keep it going. Wait another freaking wait for next Friday. Dude, I know it's it's (laughs) going to be a
0: long wait, but we're going to have you covered because we're going to have Mando mini talks. We're going to be on socials. So continue to come over, hang out with us uh that's right have fun with us and we're gonna have fun so have fun with us and we're gonna have fun man that doesn't make any sense oh it's It's all true though it's It's all true true. (laughs) (laughs) all right we're gonna get out of here we hope you have a blessed week and guess what as always we have spoken